just like this, then you'll be just fine. I can do that. You got to do it a little bit louder. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. I'm not used to being told to be louder. <laughs> That's not, that is not a thing. Welcome to the Creation Curve Podcast, where you get to be as loud as you that's, want, Meg. That's, uh, I don't know what to do with You don't want that. Nobody wants to see that. We do want to see that. Although nobody can see it because. Oh, well, that's, it's just, that's it's true. Just in it's their it's earbuds. just, yeah. Yeah. Or their car stereo. That's true. Mine's mostly car stereo. Once I had a rental, I, so my car got wrecked, which was very oh, sad. This is a while ago. And, and when I got, the rental car, it was a crappy rental car, um, except for the uh, Bluetooth. And I went, wait a minute, when I get a new car, <laughs> I'm yes. going to have Bluetooth too. Pretty much. And uh, so I, I, I love the Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. I, I deeply, deeply love my Bluetooth. Yes. And the, I understand that, that love affair. I that, do. that is, it changed my life. I feel yeah. the same about the backup camera. Before See, don't I have had a, one, yeah, no. I was like, why would people? And why does anybody need this? This is something rich people do when they don't know what to do with their money. <laughs> I just didn't right. like it at all. I thought it was ridiculous. And then I got one. And you're like, wait a minute. And now I'm like, why would anybody want to back without up this. without yeah. a back? I mean, I get that you can do it, but why would why you, would want, you want, to? want to? It's so much easier well, to and, like see it on your screen. And Tommy's car. When we got Tommy's car. It was newer than mine by a lot, and so it was fancy, and it has an aux cable, so we can still plug in. I can plug in my phone and listen to it overall. But it was the fancy car, and now mine's the fancy car. (laughs) Although what happens is I blend them together. Mostly I forget his car does not have Bluetooth, and and occasionally I do forget that my car does not have totally keyless entries. They call it keyless entry. I'm like... I still have to have a key to drive it, so no. Mm, whereas Tommy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Tommy's is leave it in my purse, walk up to the car, get in the car, start the car. That's real weird to me. It is weird. Do you ever it, pretend you're just like telekinetic? I don't. Like, I would totally practice that. Yeah, you're like, Let, watch this. I'm going to just turn on the car with my mind. I have not. I may have to do that, Tommy. <laughs> Mostly what happened was, especially for a while, the first bit, Tommy would stand at the front door and wonder why it wasn't unlocked. And occasionally stand <laughs> at my car door and wonder why it wasn't unlocked. Because he got so used to, yeah. Seriously. I do the same thing yeah. with um, regular water faucets now. Like I walk oh, into have- the bathroom <laughs> and just hold my hands under it and like, stare at it for a while. What's going on, man? Why are you not turning? Oh, you have a handle. Right. Okay. Oh, right. my bad. All right. Well, welcome to Creation Curve Leadership. This is, of course, your hosts, Coach and Kimberly. And we're here with the fabulous... I almost forgot your last name. It's Mick Reynolds. I almost said Meg so, Reynolds, but then I realized there's a Meg, Mick in there. There's a Meg Reynolds. Meg. I I have definitely Reynolds. been called Meg Reynolds yeah. before. I do I do answer to that. Okay, all right. So with the fabulous Meg Mick Reynolds, who, as we discovered, is actually not a Megan at all. Dun dun dun. Margaret Catherine. Margaret right. Catherine, not Catholic, which means I'm Presbyterian. I was say, that's a super Catholic. It's super name. Catholic, but we're at we're 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 Presbyterian instead of Catholic. It's okay, so. you're allowed to still have that name. We approve your name. <laughs> Thank you. My mother will be pleased. Your name is Christian Curve Leadership approved. <laughs> All right, because we have that power. <laughs> Everybody's name is Christian Curve Leadership approved, oh, though, because we um, like people to be who they are. That's right. So if you too would like to have your name leadership approved, <laughs> Christian Kirk leadership approved, just send a self-addressed self that stamped envelope in 1995 to. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll so, do it on the air. 
We'll just do it on the air. All right. There you you don't need an envelope for that. That's true. That's, That's right. true. That's right. So today, Meg, as it turns out, is a an expert in the realm of strengths finders. Is a certified strengths finders coach, right? Yes, Gallup certification, all the bells and whistles, full week of official training. Yes, yeah, that's no joke, too. No. It actually makes Meg one of my heroes because she has checked off a bucket list item that I would so enjoy being part of. And now that I've gotten to hear about it from her, I just want to go even more. It so. was, yeah, it, it was pretty great. And as someone with Input High, they give you all of these mm-hmm. things, so many toys, and they're so fantastic. And they even, t- they even mentioned that like in the training as they would hand out some of the stuff that the... <laughs> They could tell who had input because we were the ones that got all excited. Like, Christmas! Oh, things! So many things! So let's assume that, that people might not know what StrengthsFinder that is, fair. is and therefore might not know what you mean by input. So can yes. you back up a little bit, talk a little bit about what StrengthsFinder is mm-hmm. and then what input is so that they have some framework for that story. Absolutely, absolutely. So StrengthsFinder is, was developed by Don Clifton, and I forgot. I always forget the other guy's name. Um, many years ago, Don Clifton is considered one of the pioneers of positive psychology. This idea of... Instead of looking at what's wrong with people, what is working? What is right? Oh, that sounds like crazy talk. I know. It's out <laughs> of control. Um, so he, this, he, doctor, he's a doctor, uh, psychologist, PhD, and, and as was the other gentleman whose name is, still escapes me, um, developed the, their sort of a, approach to to looking at things with positive with that positive eye, what is working? And so approached it from this idea of what do you do well? What are your strengths? Developed um, this personality inventory, although it's only sort of. Tom Rath, thank you, Google. Don Clifton and Tom Rath. And he's even written a couple of the books. A little embarrassed. Um, <laughs> so No need to be embarrassed. So That's uh, what Google swore. <laughs> that's right. right. Google... Psychic Google. little disturbing, but there we are. Um, so they developed this. It's not really a personality inventory in, in some ways, and I'll, I'll talk a little about that. But um, this, for lack of a better way to put it, this personality inventory that looks at 34, they, they landed on 34 different what they call strengths. What the inventory is actually looking at is talents. The inventory is interested not in personality so much as ingrained ways of approaching the world ways of approaching things so there are not strengths that make you a nice person or make you a jerk um that's not how it works that's a whole different personality I know, right, right? I, have, I have some jerk strength i, know, right? and, I have um, a little bit of sarcasm strength i know right where is passive aggression I'm, strength right <laughs> right um so so it doesn't actually work that way all strengths <laughs> are good strengths but they point to different patterns that will show up in behavior but they point to different patterns of thinking different patterns of approaching the world and actually when you take your strengths finder test what what you get back is technically a list of talents sort of the raw material what are you naturally inclined to do and it is up to you to turn those into strengths to apply time um to apply study, to practice, whatever, however you want to look at that, um, to gain the skills around it, to make it a strength. Otherwise, it's just a, a way you approach the world. Strengths. And the idea is, so so you get you take your inventory, you get your strengths, and so you begin to learn what you're 
how you approach things in a little more specific and deliberate way. And the idea is then you use that to to do things. So when you look at your job, your other tasks in life, what are the things you naturally, how do you naturally approach issues, problems, people, what have you, and lean into that. So input is an example of one. Input really speaks to people who like to gain knowledge, but the idea, and I, I want to lean heavily on idea, is that it's practical, that there's a use for it later. And I joke about the idea that it's useful later because it all, the people with input frequently also collect a great deal of trivia. Like, I know a lot about I know a lot about dogs, which was useful at one point in my life and still arguably, but not the amount I know, right? Don't need to know the amount I know. Don't need the 17,000 dog books that I still have. Um, but I have these books, and that's another thing. They collect things because they want to have it for later. So Inpoid is interested not just in learning things, but having resources usually to share with others. So, so when we get this box full of cards and books and things for this and things for that, we like all the things because then we have things to play with um, that will be useful for later. And that will make other people maybe better able to understand or what have you. And in fact, I had I had a coworker come by. And he's like, "Do you still have the instructions for yada yada?" I'm like, "Of course, I still have that." <laughs> does it matter that it's not at all my job anymore? It does not. Does not matter that I don't do that now at all. I and, still have. And that. your coworkers speak StrengthsFinder, so you can say, "Of course, I have input." Exactly. Exactly. I also have input in my top five. It's actually my number one. So when I first... Oh, wow. Yeah. It <laughs> tells you something nerdy <laughs> about me. When I first found out, I was kind of pissed about it. I was like, man, this isn't cool at all. And I didn't really know if I thought it was true. And then for the next week, it was like every single thing in my life confirmed it. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. oh. But <laughs> one of the ways it plays out for me is that I'm very happy to sit in a meeting that I do not have to be at just to see how people are interacting and what's the information. And I might not need that information, but I like to have a full picture. Yes. And I have, I have a connectedness in my, in yes. my top layers of strengths. Uh-huh. And so I like to see, like, even though that's not in my domain, it's probably connected somewhere. And I'd sure right? like to know what's going on in that department. And so people have to kick my butt out of meetings. That's fun. And I have that's to so like fun. really be disciplined to not, spend a lot of time gaining knowledge around stuff I don't right. really thoroughly need. Right. At which point I'm not really doing the task that needs to be accomplished. And right. so it's kind of like the downside of my input is I, I want all the info and it sometimes stops me from taking the actions. You know? Right. Right. And well, and so very funny. So I've been doing this for six plus years. I've been a certified coach for over a year, but really been getting knowledge because it's something that my company is really invested in. Um, and it's something that really appealed to me and I found very useful and input, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, um, now I understand all my people more. I know. So much better. And, uh, but what's funny, so I've been doing this for a while and so I, I've, I have a pretty good handle on, on most of them, whether they're in my top or not. But yet the way you phrase that was really, it's like, that is why I do that. <laughs> that you are correct. That makes so much sense. Um, and so this idea with strengths is to lean into that, to accept that this is what I do. And and how do I use that for the greater good? Another example is focus is my last strength. And you use all your strengths. They are easy, Some are easier than others, right? Your top right. are the easy ones. <laughs> your bottom are not are, are I don't challenging. think I knew that about you, but it's oh, funny to hear, it's hear you so say that. <laughs> like giant, whatever the opposite of surprise is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 34. That's fantastic. Um, so focus is my 34. And, and so what that means is that 
for example, my boss at one point, um, my last boss asked us to do goal setting in the next hour. Like we just needed to get it done and get it in. And I'm like, because I don't think that way because that's 34 for me. So it's incredibly difficult for me to access and it's incredibly time consuming and tiring for me to use. So I, in this case, did one of the things that you can do, which is I turned to one of my coworkers who has it pretty high and was like, help me with this because I, this is so traumatizing <laughs> to try and do it in an hour. I can't do it over days. Why on earth can I do it in an hour? Because it's so foreign to how I think. Um, so, so that's one of the ways to work with the stuff that maybe isn't as high or as easy for you is find a partner whose strengths you also know who are complementary. Another is to set aside the time or the energy or what have you. Just know it has to happen that I have to read. So I, I'm in finance and I have a bunch of licenses. I know I have to read all that crap. And it's not interesting in, in an right. input way, sadly. <laughs> Even input people Even have, input, their right, have their limits. Yes. And, and so and I think even learners, that's another one. That one's kind of built into the title. You kind of they don't necessarily care the outcome. They don't necessarily have a purpose for learning. They just like to learn stuff. It is not interesting like that either. Um, so I'm not. <laughs> but I know that I have to do this. So I know that then I set aside the time and I do. I now understand yelling at myself to say I need you to focus more is not helpful. I am producing all of the focus I can, which means I'm going to look at other things to make up for that. I'm going to look to my top. Like I have a ranger high and help, one of the ways I help focus throughout my day is use my arranger to make meetings or fit things in. Whether the thing itself needs a meeting <laughs> is not, it has a time slot, right. which means I also get a reminder and this is my time slot and this is my reminder. And so this keeps me on pace for the Mart. day. Yeah. I lean into outlook in a major, major way and occasionally including to tell me to go home. Right. <laughs> if it is not on time Outlook, to go home, Meg. Time to go home. It occasionally it occasionally is like that. But if it's not on Outlook, I'm not going because the focus is at the bottom. Mm. But the arranger's at the top, and so I'm happy to rely on this tool sure. that makes yeah. sense to me. So that's kind of. Mm-hmm. I think you painted a really good picture uh, for for our folks who not a very focused one. But, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I think you know, I think the story that that you told there was was effective. Um, so here of late, something I have noticed is that talent inventories, personality inventories, these kinds of these kinds of tools uh, have been getting a lot of flack. You know, a lot of folks who are I don't know if they're disgruntled, if they were somehow, <laughs> uh, ab- you know, if the tool was used as, as an abusive mechanism. You know, we've heard some stories about that from a couple of friends of ours along the way, too. So is, you know, know, does, do things like strength finders have a dark side? And are there ways that we can step around that or ways to mitigate those kind of dark side methods? Sure, sure. And I think I I think you really hit on it is that when we look at uh, so I like personality inventories. I think they're really I think they're really interesting. So when we were doing. Meg and I nerd out together it's, a it's lot. Like I've been Enneagramming <laughs> lately too, and uh-huh. it's so great. Um, my sister's into it now. It's awesome. Um, so I love stuff like this because, again, that input really is I want a variety of tools to understand to so I can use the tool that's appropriate. Um, and to me, they are all tools, but I also know that that is not always how people approach. So when you look at something like Insights, that's one where, that's the four colors um that's that's one that's very popular um myers-briggs or kiersey the kiersey is essentially mm-hmm. the same thing um 
that one gets a little more complicated, but it still kind of has a pretty easy entry, superficial entry into it to understanding. And people have heard of it, so that one's another one to use. Um, they have different pluses and minuses, but I think strengths included, it is easy to use it as as a as a bludgeon um, or as people who have this are always blah or this always functions this way. Um, and that's a real problem because humanity is rich and varied and complex and it doesn't work that way. <gasps> you mean we're not all meat machines? It's crazy, <laughs> but here we are. And as much as I love He's me an inventory. really trying to make that word meat machine meat, happen. I, well. It was either that or meat cogs. Oh, God. It's not good. <laughs> meat cogs. Well, it sounds terrible because it's a terrible... <laughs> attitude that we that we have a lot in corporate america no it's very true and that the that you're not interested in individuals as individuals but does it fit and 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 strings can be used this way as well that it should not be used and the people you know gallup my company works specifically works with gallup um we have a consultant that helps us do stuff and it's Mm. which is pretty great um but even in the books, however you approach it, they're very clear that this is not to determine, again, it doesn't determine what kind of person you are. It doesn't determine what you should or should not do in your job. Or how good you are. Or at, how good you are at any area. given thing. Exactly. Be- and, and they really emphasize that this is same outcome, different paths. So the fact that, for example, you know, that I have input high doesn't mean I have to be a librarian, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, although it's a pretty good... I wouldn't be surprised if I saw librarians with input, but I also mm. wouldn't, you don't have to have it to be a librarian. Both are true. Right. Just because I have it doesn't mean I'm a librarian. Just because someone's a librarian doesn't, doesn't mean, mean they, they have, have input high. And I think it's important to note, it, the Strengths Finder does not rank you in tasks. It's not like right. you're strong right. at bookkeeping right. and you're poor at art. You know? Right, right. Um, it's it, like when... You know, you have positivity, so that might affect how you go about bookkeeping. Right. Which might be different than if you have restorative right. or deliberative or responsibility. Right. You know, and so there, there are themes that play out in the way you approach tasks. So they're right. definitely not a guarantee. Correct. Like, this person will be good at any given thing. Right. And and interestingly, I, it's one of those, I do feel like if you pay attention to your strengths, it can suggest some things that might make sense for you to do. When I look at my top strengths, I have I have positivity, number one. Yay. Shocker. Um, and I have something called communication, which kind of, the name kind of gives you a sense of what it is. I have something called woo, which is very, it stands for winning others over. Um, although the the sort of nerd word nerd in me is like or it just is woo like in the old fashioned sense of the word, right? I know it's like it makes sense by itself, but right? it's the okay. only one it's that's an acronym. Like, <laughs> you can just call it wooing, and I guess people just don't know that anymore. But anyway, so but yeah, it's this uh, liking to meet people. Maybe and, they think it's too romantic otherwise I, because it could have like a romantic or that people don't read enough Shakespeare anymore. Well, clearly I don't know. that's true. Yes. We were not made to woo is not apparently a line that everybody <laughs> has left over from high school. Um, but so, we do because we're input. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, okay, seriously. go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. But so, and these things, this positivity woo, I have adaptability very high. Um, and some other things, they really do suggest that one of the things I might consider is, in fact, getting in front of people and giving presentations. And as it turns out, that is something I really like to do. No. And I, I know, it's a shocker. <laughs> what? And I'm good at it. 
and but that doesn't mean I can't do so. For example, my I have never had a full time job that was standing that was a training job. I have done it as part of my job, but it's never been my full time job. Mm. Um, it is something I'm conscious. Like I'm now in a job where I talk to fewer people, and I'm still interested to see how that plays out. But I still talk to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I still can on the side the way my company is structured do some of these other pre- sort of one off presentational things. And one of the glories of strengths, I've really gone astray from the question, but one of the glories of strengths is that I can use that vocabulary, I can use this to point it out to my manager, or my manager can look and say, ah, I'm not surprised by this, right? and be supportive of those kinds of things. Like, I can say, not just, I like doing this, but here are things that tell you I like doing this. Sure. So coming back to the question around, (laughs) no, no, no worries, Um, around the idea of, is is it a useful corporate tool I would love to hear a little bit about how you encounter StrengthsFinder and how your company has used it and how you became a coach and, and where how it's played out and, and if you think it's been good, which I think we know your answer to right. that. But um, So tell us a little bit of that story. I know you can't name your company, right? which is okay. But um, Well, for, it is a large company. It's a Fortune 500 mm-hmm. company um, that you may, may have heard of. It's not obscure, but... Um, you you definitely heard of it. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with almost definitely. Okay. Yeah. Anymore, I don't know because I live, you know, I eat, eat, sleep, and breathe all this stuff now. Yeah. So, um, but uh, this was something they rolled out again, maybe seven years ago, eight years ago, somewhere in there, and had everybody start taking this. And I know that pockets of people had done insights previously, but I don't know that it was as like everybody in the company. But when they rolled it out, it was. Everybody in the company is going to do this. Were people excited about that? Were people resistant to it? I think there was a range. Um, And I certainly think, I know I was kind of like this. I was really excited about it. I really liked it. But I also was afraid it would be kind of a flavor of the month. Maybe a very expensive flavor of the month, but still. Eight years later, you're still you're still having strawberries, so I, I know, guess it right? worked out. So it's pretty awesome. Right? But I could totally see, it is the kind of thing that, that some, and you know, while I generally like my company and I think they do a lot of things well everybody has some of that that you roll this out and it's great and then it disappears um and this has not done that and I I think there are a number of reasons why but not the least of which is um that partnership with Gallup um Mm. that Gallup wisely has invested in right (laughs) um they are not stupid people and Gallup will tell you that they have all kinds of statistic which I'm I don't think they're lying. I don't mean to frame it that way. That when people know their strengths, they are more engaged. Um, and, of course, Gallup does a big engagement survey. There are a couple of different companies that will do engagement surveys. And we have done the Gallup engagement survey as well. But when you are more engaged, so when you know your strengths, you are more engaged. And when you are more engaged, you are more productive. You are more creative. Um and ultimately, and, and I used to give some of this spiel, you can kind of, I'll try not to fall into my spiel for, for <laughs> new hires and people well, new to strengths. We did um, ask you to come for a little bit of that spiel. Okay, so <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what, it ultimately is not just because the company is warm and fuzzy, which it has that sort of reputation and, and that tendency. Um, it is because ultimately it's better for the bottom line. When you are a more engaged employee, you are more productive, you are more innovative, you are, more, you are better at your job, you want to be there. Um, and it's not necessarily that you work more overtime specifically or anything like that. It really is that you are much more interested in doing more. And mm. strengths is a way to 
you know, Gallup frames it as strengths because they're selling strengths. But you can look at strengths with a capital S or a little s. Either way, the more you understand how you work in your job, the better you can do your job. Um, and that's one of the things that I have certainly noticed about myself is that I knew these things. These, this was not a surprise to me. This was already a hobby I have is these you know, is understanding how I work and kind of these personality kind of things. So I already knew I was an extremely cheerful person who liked to talk a lot. This was not news. What? I know. Oh, no. People find, don't find that out immediately about me <laughs> somehow. Um, so, but having this idea of how to break it down did help me make some more deliberate choices and go, oh, you know what? I do like to do this this way. And I have this framework that helps me think about that more deliberately than I like to engage my arranger instead of just, I don't know what to do about this problem. Maybe I'll use a calendar. I don't know. I have a ranger. One of the things that a ranger likes to do is, is calendar. Not all arrangers, but certainly for me. Um, I like to rearrange data on a spreadsheet. Oh, okay, well, I can use that to do these other things. And it makes sense for me to approach it that way. So I can make some deliberate choices. So that's that's personally been helpful um it helps me communicate one of the big big things that is really useful is it is a common vocabulary mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. now everybody's talking mm -hmm. about the same stuff and it's a pretty rich vocabulary I, I there are great things about insights insights is only four pieces right excuse me there's some useful things about myers-briggs myers-briggs can get sort of to really really dig into myers-briggs starts getting weirdly complicated um, it really does. It's so it's so fun for nerds like me. Right. But um, it, it really, when you start, yeah, it really does. I, I have only touched and gone, oh, okay, no, no, not today. I have a Myers-Briggs mentor. I actually videotaped him explaining oh, the, wow. like... <laughs> Like the, the way that the things the interact, the, yeah. whether you're an extroverted feeler, an introverted thinker, and like all of those things yeah. and how you figure that part out. Um, I needed like not only to experience it from him a couple of times, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to video it so that I can like go back and reference <laughs> right? it because it's like right. I coach people around Myers-Briggs and I still have to go back and look at it like, wait, how does this work? <laughs> right. No. And, and, and it's, and I will say 34 is a lot and I don't ever expect anybody to know all 34. But they yeah. are fairly straightforward. You don't have to do weird part, equations to access right. like, what does that really mean? Right. And yeah, most I'm not doing of the calculus time. to figure them out. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> and most of the time the title tells you a pretty decent amount. Mm hmm. I mean, some of them are weird or misleading or more complicated than the, mm. than the name might suggest. But for the most part, I mean, yeah, positivity. Yeah, it means I'm cheerful and have a lot of energy. I mean, okay. There's more to it than that, but that's sufficient if you don't yeah, you read can, the whole You can figure most of them out pretty, right. pretty easily. Right. And, and 34 gives you a pretty rich vocabulary. So mm -hmm. it gives, and it gives everybody a common vocabulary so they can point to that. And one of the things that becomes a bonus with that is that... Um, when you were talking to someone else, one of the things, well, let me back up, <laughs> focus 34. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that we will try and do that different teams will do is, is have um, what we call strength sessions where a third party and, and someone like me, I have a little extra training beyond just liking it. Um, I have and not even the coach training. We have kind of different levels. Um, and so if you are interested in going into project groups or teams or whatever, they can request a strength session and one of us will come. And this isn't our full time job. This is just sort of a supplemental job. So mm. it's totally voluntary. Um, we'll go and 
kind of lead a discussion, facilitate a discussion. Um, we'll create fancy charts. Actually, they aren't that. They are fancy, but they're not fancy. They're kind of simple ultimately, but they're take all 34 and kind of lay them out in different. They have what they call domains, um, which can be very helpful. And so you begin to see a whole team instead of just yourself. You can see the whole team and who has what and where does that lie and what does that mean? And so what we call the synergy and where will the tension maybe right right. because there are some themes that tend to rub each other wrongly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) They don't necessarily play well together or don't understand each other. But having a language around that really helps them play well together because there it's not just a person that's being frustrating and kind of a jerk. Exactly. It's a person who sees something from a very different perspective, you know? So, so one thing that I've experienced a lot, I've worked part in, in two different teams where positivity was in like the top three for, for my boss. And then when they had people on their teams with high restorative, restorative oh, people have like a sense of what is missing and what is broken. Oh, and the they're always the calling yeah, out yeah, the yeah. broken thing. Yeah. And not, not from like a pessimistic, like everything sucks kind of way. That's just, but right. from a, here's a thing that's broken. Let's fix it. Right. But they're constantly focused on the broken thing. They miss the things that are going well because their focus is how do we make this better? How do we fix the parts that aren't working? And so for people who operate from a place of positivity, it's depressing. They just seem so negative. Right? And and for in, in the reverse, you know, from people who see all of the things that are broken, when someone's constantly telling them everything that's great, it feels like they're just blowing smoke. Right. So if you can get some of that language in front of them, they can start to understand we actually can really benefit from each right. other's perspective if we stop being mad about it and start leaning into, you know, like there's more intelligence between the two of us here. Right. And that's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, it helps. And it takes away, as you said at the beginning, too, that it takes away that you are being a jerk and is more like, no, you were seeing this differently. And I can see how that would irritate me um i had i had my husband take strengths finder too not because i don't know him i know him really well so there was not again not a lot of surprises but, but now you have a shared language now we have a shared language. Right? he paid more attention than i thought uh, <laughs> which that was amusing to me that uh, but the other thing was really seeing it in that different kind of format. I'm like, oh, that's why these discussions go this way, because I'm getting exhausted and he is getting he's just beginning and he could do that all day. And I get to a point like we will have sort of philosophical. So what are the strengths that you're seeing play out in that kind of scenario? So he has something called intellection high. And that doesn't mean smart. It means likes to take in information and sit with it and turn it over and spend time with it. These are the people who, if you want them to share in a meeting, this, is, this by the way, is one of the single most useful things. If you have someone you want to share in a meeting, if they have intellection high, chances are extremely good. You need to ask them a couple days beforehand to talk about X because they need to think about it. They're not going to just pop up and volunteer, whereas I got activator high is one that causes me to just blurt out whatever's on my mind right <laughs> you know i don't prep in advance oh that's <laughs> prep <laughs> adaptability does not help that either close it now it'll be fine um <laughs> but he has the positivity adaptability i'm not sure is a great combo for that reason um but he has intellection high he has ideation which is a very what if mm. with not necessarily a practical has no it doesn't care if it's practical. That's it. It may right. be, may not be, whatever. That's not the point. Um, 
There's yeah. a joy in it, even if it doesn't land. Right, right. <laughs> um, and he has, Lerner, he has something else, too, that where he really, I don't think it's futuristic, but it may be. I didn't bring the one with him on it, which is kind of a surprise. Um, he has all of these that really like to just have these very intellectual discussions. And I enjoy that up to a point. And then I stop. I have, and I think maybe it is futuristic. He has context really high is another one. Oh, interesting. So he likes to read history. He's got, and he's got this huge depth of knowledge. And in fact, I, I tease him all the time when he doesn't know like some historical whatever. I'm like, why are you here? What do I, why did I marry you? You don't know this stuff. This is your whole job. I mean, he's a kid. <laughs> he's a kid who read the Aww. encyclopedia for funsies, right? Right. I resemble that remark. Also, right. Ben, so when, when Jack was like, I don't know, one or two, Ben got really excited because he went home and his, he found his child dictionary and he could not wait to start reading the dictionary with Jack. And I was like, what? Okay. But it's pretty cute. I'm not going to no, lie. Well, it's I pretty. And it. I'll tell you what, Jack has a pretty good vocabulary. Right? Well, and again, <laughs> my husband knows at least a couple sentences about this massive range of stuff that is an area that my input did not find interesting so I didn't retain. Right. But so these are the kinds, so he really likes to have these very philosophical, intellectual discussions and I do too, but they tire me out. They're work for me. These are not my top strengths. And so I enjoy them, but then I get tired and then it's about when he's really hitting his stride. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's the problem. He's like, oh, I thought you just got mad at me. I'm like, well, I do. But the reason I get irritated... <laughs> Is because, and he has deliberative high, and that's another, it likes to poke holes, and I'm not a hole hole poker. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so he's just catching a stride when I'm getting tired. And I would much rather talk about how I'm getting tired than how he's annoying me, right? That's a a thing that I can discuss, because I don't want him to stop. I like doing it. But here's why this It's almost like you need him to start without you. And yes. then he can yes. come in that when he gets right. his stride. And then, and then I'll, I'll join in later. Um, Probably doesn't work that idea. way. Right? Though, it doesn't. It's just not, sadly. But, but yeah, so that's, that's an example of, of having that vocabulary available to make it a little more neutral. Not you're being annoying, but this is a thing you do that you do naturally. You haven't even noticed you're doing it. Sure. And it kills me. And I didn't notice that it killed me, you know, until I had this better vocab. I mean, I did notice, but, you know, I didn't register that that's what was going on. So that vocabulary is really a big thing um, that I see as a huge benefit. And one of the things that happens, too, is people do in these sessions go, oh, my teammate isn't a jerk. I never thought about that. Because part of what it's measuring, right, is these things that you innately do. And like I have connectedness like you do very high. I didn't know that people don't think that way. Right? Like, <gasps> like, you mean people are different and complex? Well, that, Whoa! But sort of like people don't fundamentally understand about the interconnectedness of all things? <laughs> what? Hey, not everybody's watched Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, right? Right? It's unfortunate, it's but they all it's should. It's tragedy because they really <laughs> should. have like they a little really, moment really for a um, commercial an un- unpaid, unsponsored <laughs> yeah, commercial BBC for BBC America, you're welcome. Oh my gosh, though, this show. The show is so good. And it's it's like, it's, very, it's weird, it's but it's so funny. Deeply weird and very, oh, man. very funny. It's like, it's a thing. It's fascinating. It's, we quote it all the time. Oh, it's, no, Tommy and I both enjoy it. It's really, and I read the books and I, oh, there's a book? 
Oh, they're they're Douglas Adams, the guy who wrote Hitchhikers. Well, I didn't. I guess I did know there was a yeah. book. So I, I did know it was from the guy. I just I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that it was a book, but I suppose well, I could have put that together. Well, you don't need to read the books. Also, Dirk in the books because I picked them back up because I haven't read them in I don't know mm-hmm. twenty plus years, right? Um, the Dirk in the books is a little different, and I like this Dirk. Oh yeah, better. Mm. But there's still some things that like Dirk in this, especially first season, mentioned like in passing. I'm like. Yep, I remember that from the book. So we we so, might edit this whole part out, but what do you okay. think of Elijah Wood having read the books? He's not in the, that is a character that's not in the book at that all. That character is not in the book? Nope. <sighs> well, that whole kind of con- What a disappointing there answer. There are lots of pieces of Well, <laughs> Douglas Adams is sort of interestingly random. I mean, that's one of the glories of Douglas Adams is <laughs> shocking that you like him so much. Yeah, right. <laughs> Okay. All right. So let's. All right. We're gonna. All right. So backwards. with all of these, we we've been on the very positive side of things. So, right. uh, which I knew that we would be coming in. <laughs> you know, um, but you know. Uh, so one one thing that, that interests me is that there's a lot of companies that can sing the praises of these kinds of tools. Right. You know, and even even in our company in Christian Career Leadership we say you know you can kind of pick your poison because if you have that shared vocabulary it's a beautiful thing right and a lot of shops love strengths finders because it is so positive we are we love it too so we're we're in that camp um some folks you know love the enneagram some folks you know like in church world it seems like enneagram right now is like ripping the church you know through <laughs> through it's just ripping through like a storm right now and in all kinds of denominations which is really fascinating but why did, in corporate America, it seems a lot of shops really kind of shy away from it. They're like, yeah, sure. nah, bro, I'm not really feeling that because we don't really know that that really, that seems like fluff. That seems like, right. you know, the, the woo-woo stuff. And we're not really a woo-woo shop. We just want the whole cold, hard facts and numbers and right. blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, so why, why is that? You know, you know why, why did companies start to kind of feel, kind of pull away from that? Well, I think you hit one of the big ones. Um, one of the ones I think is cost. Like, this is not a cheap endeavor. If <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right? If you want to take, I'm sure we're getting a break, but if you want to take this commercially, you get you can pay somewhere between 15 and 20 bucks to get your top five mm-hmm. to really input number eight or whatever. What is it? I, yeah, eight. Input number eight. Um, to get all 34, because why would you only get five when there are 34? <laughs> It's ninety bucks, right? Retail. You know, it used to when I first took StrengthsFinder, it was like five hundred, and you could only get your thirty four if you booked Dang. a session. It included a oh, session wow. with a coach. Ooh. But the reason that they said that they didn't want you to have your thirty four is because they know our culture is, is going to tend towards focus at the bottom. Yep. And the point of StrengthsFinder is, is to, to figure out your strengths and yeah. really lean into those and let and collaborate around all of the rest right. of the things. And so they do make it like a higher wall to get to yeah. the rest of your strengths oh, yeah. so that you can't spend your life trying to manage your bottom five. Well, and the, <laughs> the problem is people don't even try to manage. What they do is try and fix. And, right. And that's the problem is, 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 again, they're, you know, someone's standing yelling at me to have more focus or I'm saying I should be more focused. It's at my bottom. I need to work on it and bring it up. It's not gonna go far it's just yeah, never you're is you're gonna spend all your energy managing the thing that you're never gonna be fantastic right. at right instead of how do i work around it how do i use what i have and that so that's legit but it's it's expensive so while i'm sure we're getting a we are not paying my company's not paying 90 bucks a head we are 
paying for an ongoing relationship. We're paying for reporting tools. We're paying for, we have some fancy reports. Paying you know, for training people to we're go training to people. this. The, my company paid for the coach. That was one of the things you asked about after, you know, they had a few coaches, but they've really in the last couple of years expanded it and built coaching sessions into other leadership training that they have. So mm. if they're going to have these, so cool, it's really cool. Mm. If they're going to have these leadership programs and say one of the criteria, one of the things you're going to do during this six month, three month, whatever program is meet with a coach. You need to have enough coaches to do that. Um, so that's something I've gotten to do as well, which is super fun. I really mm -hmm. enjoy um, I've I've literally like zero desire to work in the financial world, but every time you talk about your company, I think I maybe I could, could do that part because then I could maybe be in this strengths finder culture and maybe get trained right? as a coach, <laughs> right? Because it costs a lot of it money if you lot. as an individual want to go. It's in the like the seven eight thousand dollars. Yeah, because we got the range. complete because you can do like a couple different chunks. So we got all right. the things. It's, it's a lot, and it was also I think we've also set it up like this summer. You could go to other coach training that had other people, but like the one I went through was entirely my company. Like, that's so cool. Right. So Man. they came to my company to do a session for however, 40, 50 of us, however many mm -hmm. were, were in there in that particular session, you know, that week long. And it was a week. Um, it feels like camp almost because you get to know people <laughs> really, really well. Right. Because you're all talking about, all your talking strengths about yourselves and, and you're your very vulnerable. And that's another thing, side note, that's nice about strengths is it offers a way into vulnerability without... Starting with the negativity. Without starting with <laughs> negativity and without starting with, you know, my back in my childhood or whatever. It's, 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 it's an easy kind of vulnerability, if that makes sense. Because everybody's on a play, similar playing field. When I first started making team charts, I would put the manager at the top or the bottom to make them easy to find. Until I heard a manager say one of the things they liked was that the chart was just people basically in alphabetical order. Because that's just when you run the tool that's what it does and so they weren't pulled out and i'm like oh my bad i will stop pulling you out then because <laughs> yeah. that's a great point is that you are the same in that respect as everybody else um but i think back to the question coach <laughs> 20 minutes later um i already forgot the question what's the was question? why don't shops do this oh yes why so don't cost, shops I was do say, this? cost is one time i mean it costs time like I spend part of, they pay me to do a different job than, than strengths. And so this is supplemental. And while on the one hand, I'm still expected to get all my work done, et cetera, it's, it's still costing him money, mm -hmm. right? Time that I'm spending doing other things. And there's, there's constant onboarding because right. you might tell, you might put your whole company through StrengthsFinder, but you're going to have new right. people leave and, and people come in. Exactly. And, and, and so we also pay people that that's all they do is work around StrengthsFinder, right? So that's, that's a couple people's job. Um, I haven't figured out how to ascend to that job yet. No, <laughs> but, um, but, um, but another one, I think you really hit it coach is that that's the fluffy stuff. That doesn't matter. We're here to work. We aren't here to love each other. We aren't here to, we're not here to make friends. We're not here to make friends. We're here to make money. And like a chorus of like jerky boss characters. It's, right. And it just, <laughs> but we hear all the freaking time. It is true. It know? does, oh, it it does feel me. like if we have some time where we don't have real work, then we'll do this. Right. Right. Which makes me just insane yeah, um, you can totally else. do your real work only 30 percent engagement for the rest of your company waiting for you to get on in front of the right. rest of that right or you could actually address your low right. engagement right or you could exactly or you could actually look at engagement and and for people who are like well i don't need people at work to be friendly yes but you need them to not be 
jerks. And you need them to not hate their life so much that they're just doing the bare minimum and waiting to clock out. Right. And part of the way, this is a great way to do this, but understanding how to communicate people, whether you do strings or not, just some basic understanding that people are different. Right. And, you know, one of the things I I ran across in a blog that I really like um, called askamanager.org. And this is a, this is an ages ago post in the comments. She moderates the comments. So they're really good for the most part. Um, they aren't crazy, you know, right. Um, and so there was a lot of self-policing, which is really nice. And this is from a couple years ago, but someone talked about the sort of observationally, they had noticed that people tend to be task oriented or people oriented and they irritate the crap out of each other. Right. Because the task, the task oriented people are like, why are you talking? You don't need to talk to me. Just do your work. And the people oriented people are why are you so rude? It wouldn't kill you to say hello. Right. And there's not a better way of doing it. But if you don't figure out that if you are a task person and you want a people person to do something for you, you want to figure out so true. that you say, hey, how you doing? How's the dog? How's the kid? Whatever. But you also need to figure out if you are people oriented and you want a task oriented person to do something for you, you cut that out. Right. Right. And so facilitating that communication. And you can really start to understand why you need each other. Yes. I actually got introduced to Strings Finder while I was working at a church. And I had that exact thing. The the pastor whose team I worked on, he was incredibly task oriented. Oh, the, the highest activator I've ever known in my oh, whole life wow. still. And it's going on like maybe 10 years since then. <laughs> but um, at first I was, you know, I'm like, it's a ministry. Like, why are we not more focused on people? Like, I'm like, what's going on right now? But once we did StrengthsFinder and we figured that out, man, sometimes I need someone to make me sit down and do a task. Right. You know, like, and in, in, in church world, there will always be someone who wants to talk to you about their problems. Right. You might never, ever do any work. <laughs> and it, it is kind of your job to listen to their, you know, like, so there's like a need for balance. Yeah. And so the, we worked so well together once we stopped annoying the crap yes. out of each other. It is probably still my most effective season of working with another human being. And it's because we we're so different. But once we understood that, we leaned into it and we both got better because of it. And that to me is what people are like, that's fluffy and that's crap. Really miss out on. Yeah. When, when we um, work with... Uh, client facing new client facing employees one of the pieces that's now built into their training which i was very excited to see is emotional intelligence work and again why would you do that it's fluffy i'm like do you want the client to be unhappy and yell at you or do you want to talk them or do you want to be able to finish your job without getting yelled at keep their money right or send their money to a different establishment (laughs) and you may say well once i'm done with this job i'm going to go to a job where i never talk to people you will always talk to people (laughs) you do you want job does that i know right you could well you know in finance there are some jobs that that at least on the surface right i will that's a separate discussion at least on the surface look like you can just sit and analyze data right you have someone to, has to give you the data. Someone has to give you the data. <laughs> someone is expecting the data from you. 
someone has to hire you and someone gives you raises if assuming you get one those are called people <laughs> right <laughs> and the people who give me raises i want them to like me or at least understand what i do enough whether they don't but i feel I respected like them like me. Feel, feel respected feel like they understand what i do and right. if i'm not talking about what i do in a way that they understand right or if you're talking about it in a way that they understand, but you're making them feel very small because you don't give a crap how they feel. Right. They're not going to. We would love to say, oh, we're all objective. We're not nobody. Zero people. <laughs> the engineers that I know, and I have a soft spot for engineers, the ones that are good understand that they are still actually human beings and mm-hmm. not just pure logic bots. There is no such thing as, right. as a as a human who is a pure logic bot. Mm-hmm. That is not how we work. Right. Uh, even My mentor. Even we try not to. Yeah, my mentor, Helen Evans, she always said that we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Yes, and that's, exactly. When she told me that, I was sitting in her office back at Bradley University a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> my head must have looked like it was about ready to explode <laughs> because like, dude, wow. you know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, so many things like, came into focus for me because we see the world. We're still trying to figure out why don't, why, well, I would never do that. Right. You know, so uh, so let's go to start to bring this home in for a landing here. Uh, I pulled up here on the screen uh, the one some of the later some of the latest polls because Gallup actually runs employee engagement polls on mm-hmm. a daily basis. So this one is the August fifteenth poll, and so the um, the percentage of engaged employees. Everyone's always shocked by these numbers. Uh, is only in the United States thirty three. Yeah. And really, when they're talking about this stuff, they have kind of three buckets. They have the engaged, the the not engaged, and then the actively disengaged. And the engaged are the ones that are really actively interested in their job. They want to go to work every day. They think they do interesting work. They may still enjoy their time off. I don't mean that they are workaholics. That's not inherent right, in right. that. But they are interested in the work they are doing. They have ideas for how to do it better. They're interested in that. The And I... And you're right that people are surprised, except that if you really think about it, most people fall in that middle category, which is that not engaged, which is they go to work and they do the work and they do maybe even good work, mm-hmm. but they don't care about the work. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't care. They're, they're not care. losing yeah. sleep if they if, if like the right. revenue goes down. You right. Know. Or, or, you know, they're not going to they, they aren't even necessarily slackers. They can do a good job and still not care very much. Um, and then you have the actively disengaged, which are the, the the problem. The the amount you get dragged down by that act of disengagement is huge because they are not just not doing a good job. They're telling everybody else about not doing a good job and <laughs> complaining about things. And even if they live in a space where everybody thinks they're wrong or that they are like not like my company is pretty engaged. Right. So if we have an actively disengaged person, that's going to be noticed and it's going to be unusual in the culture. And so they're not necessarily going to bring people with them, win them over to their way of thinking, but they will bring everybody down, including the actively engaged. Well, and often those people are in some specific way acting against their company by not doing what they know they're supposed to be doing, by sabotaging a coworker because they are frustrated with that person. So that's a lot of active disengagement. So like if you're having a feud with so-and-so in accounting and you decided I'm not going to ever turn in my report on time because that makes life hard for this person who I have this problem with, well, that's going to affect the company. You know, and so you're doing things, you are actively doing things 
that are working against your company. And when you think about the fact that you, as a boss, as a manager, are paying that person out of your budget to really, like, intentionally mess things up... Yeah. I mean, like, it matters. I it mean, matters, yeah, it matters exactly. a lot. It really does. So, how much does Strength Finders actually cost then? Right? No, and that's, <laughs> see, that's, so that, right? that's like one of my family. Like, yeah, how much does it cost you? Or how much does it gain you? I, mean, right. I think that there's a significant ROI if you start to bring up that engagement number, you know, especially for that middle. Now, there's always going to be folks who are slightly evil. Right. Right. Yeah. No, there's no such thing as not actively engaged. Like, you can be a very, very actively engaged company and you will have people actively disengaged. And everybody will be all three of those at some point. Yeah. I am a pretty, I'm a cheerful person. (laughs) Um, And I prefer being engaged. Uh, And I've never, you know, and and some people are perfectly content to be a a clock puncher. And I respect that. I don't have a problem with that necessarily. I don't think that's the worst kind of employee to have, right? Um, I'm not necessarily worried about that. Um, where was I going with that? Uh, oh, but we've all been all three, right? I have been an actively disengaged. And I'll tell you, forget about what it was doing to the company. It is a sad place to live, yeah. man. It is a hard and tiring place to be. As well as the fact that, you know, it's hard. On, it was hard on my boss mm-hmm. because my boss liked me mm-hmm. and wanted me to be successful and watched me self-sabotage that. And there's only so much a boss can do before they got to cut you loose. And in some ways, depending, he probably should have let me go, right? I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm really grateful he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that he recognized, and some of it, right, was I had been a very actively engaged and really great employee for a longer time than I had been an actively disengaged. Right. But that refusal to deal with the actively disengaged, not only do you not get rid of me, right, in that circumstance, but my cube mate who I'm complaining to, my other teammate, this other teammate, these other people who are just sort of in the vicinity, even if they don't agree with me, I'm still having an effect on, oh, got to listen to Meg complain again. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and I've been on that side of it where I'm like listening to other people and I don't necessarily agree with the take they have. It's tiring to listen to. You know, one thing that I've noticed about StrengthsFinder is when you we have people who have positivity, if you if you get them to the point where they can't find that happy thing, it's you awful. do not want to be around those people. It's like positive awful. positivity yeah. people who have nothing to be positive about are dangerous people. Is, well, <laughs> and you really nailed part of the underpinnings of positivity, right? which is this energy. <laughs> and if the ener- the energy positivity can be knocked out really quickly i wouldn't say easily but it's sort of uh, it can be an all or nothing where then, you like, catch the me wind just, is out of the sails right and once know? the wind is out of the sails it is donezo mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's not a gentle fall it is kneecapped over <laughs> right and and as you said if there's nothing to be positive about there's all this energy that the positivity typically has that is no longer going happy mm-hmm. and that's that's Again, having, danger or Robinson danger. It really, it's a frightening thing. Um, but yeah, so, so, and that was something it did remind me though of something else that I wanted to mention that I appreciate about strengths and being a strengths culture and having strength strengths coaches built into our culture is that also give, in addition to having a man, if your manager is interested, and this is another downside and why people don't necessarily invest in some of these programs. It does take time. It takes some time and effort mm-hmm. um, to even get, to, to get good at it, to find, you know, to, to find it useful. If you have 
one of the things that has happened that I've noticed with this culture, especially when we send people through these leadership programs, is now they have a designated person that it is okay to ask about problems. Mm. Right? Mm. I am a neutral third party. I mean, I'm not a shrink. It's not, but, but I am a neutral third party. Yeah. Who they can say, hey, I'm struggling with this, or hey, what does this mean, or hey, I'm worried about this, and I can use strengths as a basis for, okay, well, let's talk about this, or let's think about this, because especially with the coach-specific training, part of the training is about how to be a coach. It's not just deeper dive into strengths. It's a lot deeper dive into strengths, but it's also how how do you coach people? Right. What kind yeah. of questions are you asking? How do you get them to have their own things that they see? Um, and and now it's safe for them to go find someone. And I and, and now some of the people that come to me more often are friends of mine anyway, right? Right. But I like being a work shrink. I enjoy that work. <laughs> that is but they also now have a place where that's okay to go. I think it also helps there be some place to say to your boss, I'm not enjoying the work that I'm doing. Right. It's not because I'm above it or I'm I'm like a slacker. Right. But to, you can, it gives you some language to say, I don't feel like I'm operating in my strengths. Right. And so what I would really love to be doing is this. And it doesn't look like you're just like needy and difficult. Right. It maybe is like, I could be, I could be fully engaged if I was over here. Could you help me with that? And there's right. some space for that. Exactly. And that's, so I, I was um, putting together a, an exercise for my team. And I started to skim, and I thought I was going to skim like a chapter of a book I've been reading. To. So, of course, I have 20 zillion <laughs> books. I married someone who has input also very high. So, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> all the things. All the things. So many things. But I've been meaning to read this book for a while. Um, and it was at work, or I brought I actually remember to bring it to work, called Go Put Your Strengths to Work. I don't remember the author off the top of my head. But this is, I mean, this is, it's on Amazon, sure, yeah. et cetera. Go Put Your Strengths to Work. And he is talking more about little s strengths. But that's okay, because what he's talking about is really, really useful. And one of the things that he talks about is looking at, are you engaging what you do best? Mm -hmm. And if you're not, can you restructure your job so you are? And, does it, and it doesn't hurt to ask that. Say, right. hey, this is a thing I do. Is there a way I can do more of that and less of this? So, I mean, with me, for example, I did more training than probably any of my coworkers in my last job. I suspect I will do more training than any of my coworkers in this job. Right. Because I like it. And I have coworkers, as a, and the way strengths look at things, right? I have coworkers who actively dislike it. So let's, and that's another thing, is not just how do I enjoy my job more, but if they don't like it, and it's not something that, it's not like everybody needs to do X. They don't. This is a thing that needs to happen. Right. But it doesn't necessarily have to be everybody does it. So yeah, and let's if you do more and they do less, actually everybody Everybody's wins. Everybody's happy. Exactly. You win, they win. Yep. The result is probably better. Exactly. People's experience in the training is, is better. better. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things, too, that the, the author touched on and Go Put Your Strings to Work is that by giving things away you don't like, if you are finding an expert that actually demonstrates your respect for that or your I think this work is important, so let me find someone who can do it well. Instead of me, who does it mm. mediocrely, let me go out and find someone who's going to do this well. Right. And also, I think there's there's an idea that I don't like to do this work, so no one else wants to do it right. either. and that's not But sometimes true. when you put down something that you are not enjoying, you actually are creating space for someone who will enjoy it a exactly. lot to operate from their strengths. You know, And one thing I love about... Um, 
Strengths Finder, especially Marcus Buckingham when he was writing for Strengths Finder. Oh, I think it's I think the go for put your strengths work. I think it's oh, Marcus Buckingham. That sounds right. So he he talks about strengths and probably everybody does, but the person I learned it from was him. Um that a strength is something that makes you feel strong yes. and a weakness is something that makes you yes. feel weak. So you can conceivably be very good at something that makes you feel weak right. and not enjoy it. Or you could really enjoy something that Right. Like and those are called hobbies. That last one, yeah. and that's fine. And that's something I talk about too. Yeah, it makes you feel like, weak, but you know, you you still enjoy doing it. You know, and so, um, right. So let's let's bring it into a landing. Yes. Um, our last question for you is: What about for people who are in a culture where strengths finders, strengths finders not being utilized? What would you say to them at, at, in like a little coaching moment to them? How can people use this? To, to better their work environment, even if it's not part of the culture. And maybe they're not the you know CEO that gets to make that decision right. or the manager. Um, how do you see people? What do you recommend for people? Well, I'm a big believer. You know, the more self-knowledge, the more you understand how you work and what you like to do, um, the more you can make sure you're doing that. And the more you can avoid not doing that. You know, when I took the job I have now, it is less people-oriented, certainly in its description. So one of the things I did was and this is you know we can call it strengths we can call it whatever you want i know i have to have a job where i talk to people so i made sure i talked to people <laughs> before i took the job to make sure that there was going <laughs> to be see what you did know, there right um that there was going to be enough other people contact for me not for other people not for my husband right but for me um and that's one way is to it can be a great tool to really hone in on the specific underpinnings of how you do what you do, why you like X activity more than Y activity. It can help you, even if your boss does not understand the language of input, right? You can use that to say, you know, one of the things I enjoy doing is being a resource and having resources for other people. So I actually like going to these random trainings and coming back and having that information for other people. So if that's something that's available, right? So that gives you... It still gives you the ability to articulate maybe more specifically some of these things. I don't mind doing all the calendaring because I do have, you know, in your head you're going, I have a ranger high. And for me, that means I don't mind all the calendaring. Um, But you can be a little more specific. Um, And, I'm, you know, and also understand where those gaps are. And you know what? Stop working on them so hard. Start figuring out how Mm. to work around them. Like you could let it go that you don't have yeah. you know it's like so i have adhd like to the surpri- your top right. one, you know i have adhd stop trying to be that person yeah, you know? exactly i have adhd to the surprise of zero people so that i mean finding out focus is 34 again not a surprise shocking but it's a very similar thing the once i really was digging into adhd and what are the implications i stopped trying to be a more focused person because you know what that's not available to me and that's sad but whatever I mean, I can't, I can't do sad, much about but then it. I think of something else. Right, exactly. <laughs> but puppies, yeah. So, so instead of spending time beating myself up for not being more organized or not being more tidy or whatever the piece is, I go, okay, one, let me learn to live with X level of this. And two, what are the other things I can do to kind of work around it? Mm-hmm. Instead of demanding that I do it the same way as someone else, right. what are the ways I can do to make this work for me differently? So those are the things, whether your managers engage with that or not, whether the people around you understand the specific language, I think those are the things, both the here's how to lean in and here are the things to grab onto. Like I was much more deliberate about calendaring 
right? Right, right. Once I took and understood that a ranger was going was something I liked to do, than I had been previously, and it that much better. I'd already let go the the focus piece, but now I have a tool to lean into. Gotcha. This has been amazing. So Meg, thanks so much for hanging out with us. My thanks for talking pleasure. about this. This is. Uh, obviously in a, a huge interest level or interest uh, domain for us as well. But uh, we're going to bring it on for Lenny. So once again, you have been listening to Creation Curve Leadership with Coach and Kimberly and the fabulous Meg McReynolds. Woo-hoo. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Have a nice night or morning or afternoon. Or afternoon. Right. Wherever you may be. <laughs>